Good morning. Coming into my world, Steffi's world. I am Steffi Girl. It is 6.41 a.m. on a hump day. It is the morning after the 4th of July. I hope all is well wherever in the world you are. If you are traveling on today, I am hoping safe travels uh, for you. I just wanted to come on here uh, really quick uh, this morning. Just wanted to get something out. I knew that I was feeling a little off headed into the holiday and then it hit me like a ton of bricks on um, July 3rd. It was exactly nine months since my father has been gone and it doesn't even seem like it's been that long. Everything is so fresh and like I said it hit me. It also uh, hit me too because I've told you guys who've rocked with me for a while that I am really about dates for some reason certain dates uh stick with me and i re- i remember that either the 4th or the 5th is the birthday of my um ex-husband i also uh remember that today or either yesterday was the date of my work husband somebody who i was very close to in detroit and um he was a vegan before vegan wasn't cool but he would allow me when we would have lunch to eat my burgers and do or just do me and be me and you know if i had an opportunity or if this was to ever find him i would want to just simply tell him thank you and i'm sorry he know what that means but uh yeah it's like a lot rolling around in my head but what i did want to come on and talk about this morning is a while ago on hulu i caught something um titled grand night hawk uh the infiltrating of the kkk i know i did a huge pivot right there but i'm gonna tell you why i went ahead and i want to talk about me watching that is that i remember that my father told me stories about his mom having to hide them as far as the children especially with him being a male uh child but she would hide them and that the clan would ride um he had as he said, his people was in Jackson County, which is a rural farm area, not too far from here. Um, it houses Mariana. I'm trying to think what else. Jackson County encompasses something else, but Mariana is probably the biggest uh, known place uh, there. I don't even know if you would call this city a super small. But uh, he had people up there. His grandmother and other relatives had uh, farmland up there. And he talked about his mom having to hide him. But uh, they talked about, like I said, infiltrating the KKK. And it it started off in March of 2015. Surveillance recording of North Florida. So this is in my region. North Florida, the panhandle encompasses pretty much... um, we're northwest florida so okay they just said north florida and like i said it's it's in these parts what they was uh what they were talking about if not in my back door not too far from me and it starts off with somebody narrating and talking about the separation of the races they talked about the confederate flags and they talked about how at this time white people of this nation is sick and tired they talked about modern day lynching and what they found out is that the tapes don't lie 
Someone named Tamika Hobbs talked about it being many different Floridas here. You have the palm tree in Disney, Florida. You have North Florida, which is rural farmland. And then they talked about uh, someone named um, Jason. He talked about the prison industry here, that it's about 150 facilities. There was a reporter who talked about uh, 17% of the population is black and half of the overall prison population here is uh, black. Members of the Klan are on staff. The Klan is an invisible empire. It's not in, uh, they're not in robes, but in street clothes. And they have everyday jobs. That's what's scary. 2015, there were three prison guards who were Klan members. And they were plotting the murder of an inmate. Jason received an email from someone named Joseph Moore. And said that you become the persona of that person in the row. In December of 2014, the Grand Nighthawk, Florida, uh, Georgia head of security did a cross burning, which was considered sacred. All regional clan members would show up to the cross burning. Violent felonies, they were plotting violence. Uh, the hitman of the KKK was called the Grand Nighthawk. Charles Newcomb comes to Joe about a situation. David Moran was a big player in this, and Thomas Driver was a new Klan member. All three, again, were prison guards. One had gotten into a fight with an inmate. They showed him the man who they wanted to hire as the hitman, the picture, and they wanted him dead. Joe was the person they was trying to hire, didn't want to talk there. And he didn't want them to know that he was undercover. Lake Butler was where Driver and Moran worked, and they worked at the medical center. Newcomb was a former employee, and they talked about how reputation will kill you, law enforcement has ties to Klansmen, and in 2016, there were threats. Joe Moore changed his name from, I believe that's Jay. He was an Army sniper. He had uh, been honorable discharge. He battled with depression, um, then bipolar. And in Palatka, Florida, they spoke with Warren Williams' mother. This was the inmate who they was conspiring to kill. And Warren was not a people person. He was mentally ill. Um, he had bipolar and he was on meds. And she called the police. He had an episode with her and they... He took a bat to her car and that prompted her to call the police. And then he hit one of the officers and she talked and um, flashing back, they was doing a parallel between the differences between the, the uh, person who was conspired to be killed and the undercover. Joe, uh, the undercover, was abused as a child. He grew up around Confederate flags and people using the N-word. And the FBI basically recruited him. They uh, saw his credentials and they reached out to him. 
and they talked about the threat in North Florida at the time. The Klan was founded after the Civil War, and one-third at this time, when, when this came out, was one-third of the Klan resided here in Florida. And the Klan active in confrontations with the Civil War. You know, back in the Civil War, they were active with the confrontations. In 1964, they was in St. Augustine. Twin- 2007, Joe was undercover with the FBI uh, regarding the Klan, and he was down in Gainesville. He told his wife, and because he told his wife, because you're not supposed to tell anybody, they ended up severing ties with him. In 2013, there were more than 100 groups in the U.S. The application process asked specifically, do you support white supremacy? Are or have you been a member of the military? And they have a military structure to this hate group. They use acronyms such as, I think it's IKEA, a Klansman I am. That's pretty much how they know that you are one of them when you use stuff like this. They do a blood oath. If you expose the secrets, you will pay with blood. And they're highly interested in if you have a military background. So they trusted him. He checked all the boxes. In 2013, driver blew smoke in the inmates Warren's face. And they reprimanded him for losing um, his badge. Warren, um, Warren, the prisoner, was getting reprimanded for losing his badge. Warren and Driver got into a fight. He beat Warren, but Driver got bit. But they beat Warren bad. Warren got out. He was working. He was on probation. And the inmates were still, I mean, the guards were pissed about it. And they were plotting to murder him behind, behind this. Moore called the FBI. It was like, I got a credible um, threat. December 6th, the meeting that they had, and I'm talking about the co-conspirators, was chilling. Joe was wearing a wire. Newcom said that basically it needs to be dealt with. Driver, the one who got bit, was very pissed off. He was having to await blood work. Uh, there was some tests and he had he, he had to go through. He called Warren a quote-unquote, dirty-ass monkey. He said, uh, no message won't do no good. And he worried about being found, well, the undercover worried about being found out. He was worried about him and his family. Newcom wanted recognizance. He wanted them to take a ride, and he wanted to surveil to see how Warren's family moved, where he lived. Moran went, but no driver. January 30th, 2015, Joe, the undercover, met with the FBI. Newcomb had other plans. He talked about injecting Warren with too much insulin, putting him in a car, and taking him to the river. Or their other alternative was just to go in blazing on, on, on him and his family. Moran showed up. Firearms was exchanged. Joe was on his own with them. He didn't even know if the FBI was looking out for him or not, but he's in the car with these men planning this. And they talked about just snatching him off the street and chopping up his body. Moran talked about how blacks watch everything. 
they have sex with their sisters and they snitch. Law enforcement was in the area when they was trying to surveil Warren's house. And Joe didn't know what was going on. They was being followed by an unmarked car and Newcomb was ready. Joe really picked up on they was being followed. So he turned onto the ho- the highway and the vehicles turned off. So it was almost like the FBI was sending him a signal. Don't do nothing. Don't follow through. We know that they're up to something. So it was kind of like they was giving him a silent si- signal. Joe dropped them off and he just called their whole plan sinister. He then called the FBI. He had in his possession the insulin syringes. Warren told the story, and he told about three months into his um, sentence, he got beat. And one day, his mom was stopped by the FBI, and they told her that they couldn't tell her why, but that they had gotten a credible threat. And they gave her some pictures, and they wanted to make it look like he was dead. So they staged the body. They put the family, Warren's family, in hiding. And they took Warren, but they didn't tell his mama where they had him because they needed to hide everybody out to make this work. The FBI sent Joe to pics and told him to show the co-conspirators. Moran was almost giddy when he was shown that pic. And that was upsetting to Joe. He met with Driver, and he said, that works. That's what he wanted. Newcomb was the most intense. And Joe was scared of the questions that they was asking. Newcomb asked Joe if he was all right and told him that he did a good job. April of 2015, Pam Bondi told about the three in the murder plot. She called him out. Warren saw the officer's had gotten arrested. Joe was in protective custody. He left with his family and he put everything in a car because he knew that they were going to come for him with guns blazing. August 2017, two years later, there was a trial. Joe had to testify. Driver got a lesser four-year sentence. He pleaded guilty. The other two stood trial. And him being paid by the FBI was bought up. White supremacist uh, symbols are on employee cars outside of prisons to this day. They say you can ride through the prison parking lot and you know who is a member of the Klan and other hate groups. White nationalists think that it's their time. They are still recruiting law enforcement. Correctional um, guards, unions could stop screening. They don't even want to scream for it no more. Joe's identity was exposed, and he had to go into witness uh, protection, and the Klan has contacted him. They can put hands on him, and he said that's what's scary. And he did this um, basically interview in the event, if anything ever happens to me, he wanted the story out. And he personally met with Warren Williams, and Warren thanked him. And they fish. Warren loved to fish. So they, uh, it, the episode ended with them going to fish. This was pretty much eye opening, um, to me. You just would not think of the stuff that's being planned and sinister, sinister things like this. And what's crazy is I just gave you those years on that. It's happening right now.
It is happening right now. So, again, you should catch that. It's showing on Hulu, Grand Nighthawk infiltrating the Ku Klux Klan. That's what's happening today. I'm going to go ahead and click on over to these YouTube streets and see what's happening um, this morning. It wasn't much going on overnight. Uh, I'm very worried about that two-year-old that they can't find that was taken from Lansing, Michigan. I think this morning they are still looking from her, for her. I haven't heard anything that she's been found. So that's one of the uh, top stories. Let's see what is happening. They're still talking about Essence Fest. There's a lot of clips up on um, YouTube. Something is going over on at TYT, and I don't know how to feel about it. Um, a regular face on there, his name was um, Ben. Uh, ben is, is trans, and he, was, he did a video saying that he's basically left TYT because of the few of the hosts, basically um, Jinx and um, Anna and their stands, and some of the comments that they've said, and he's out and I thought he was excellent. I like him. I like his little goofy laugh, but he was talking a lot of truth. He's a veteran and he bought um something extra to the table on his insight about things and he's gone. He said that him and Jinx had a conversation, but I'm even hearing for a while that it's a change happening over there. And I just don't see, you know, I know Jinx owns this who else is going to jump ship and what's going to happen. So that's what's happening over there at TYT. That's something to watch. I kind of like them. And I'm like, this is not a um, good look. So that's um, going on. Yesterday, I watched something about Hurricane Katrina. I watched a documentary, God Willing the Creek Don't Rise. And I was doing some comparison as we try to get back on track with housing and some other things. So um, it's something that I'm working on that I'm going to want to talk about being that October would be five years for us um, at the five year bark after Katrina. The um, Saints won the Super Bowl and they were talking about things like that. So I will be talking about like I said, I'm not seeing too much. We're coming off the holidays. So I don't think too much. Um, went down that's it that's all so i'm trying to think what's happening the rest of this week i think today over in pensacola is the pensacola air show i think don't quote me on that i would definitely check the uh city of pensacola website or either google escambia county but i think today the air show is going down i can't think of anything of any importance right now that's happening this weekend maybe it'll come to me i don't know but that's it. That's all. I'm going to go ahead and close and get out of here. Uh, for the time being, I am still on Twitter. You can follow me at Cosby, C-O-S-B-E-E. For the time being, I'm hearing about Spill. I don't know. I'm hearing that Meta is coming out with something. I, I just, at this point, don't know. I just want the ones who I follow and the folks who I'm down with who do quite a bit of social media. Tell me what we're doing is this song. I think E-40 said, tell me where to go. So just let me know what's up and I'll make a decision from there. You can also still find me on Insta at Miss Cosby. If you find yourself stopped by the police, try to make it home safely and out of that stop alive. 
Mask up if you still mask and know that it goes over your mouth and over your nose. If you're in these places that um, has poor air quality and you have lung issues, you need to be using a KN95 mask. Lastly, try your best. And I'm just asking you to try. As daddy used to tell me, nothing fails but a try. Try your best to love one another. Till the next time, peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.